0: Wow this is exciting hey our 25th birthday and um, I obviously want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been a part of making this happen Uh, it's been an awesome journey and a journey that continues now um, I want to just share for a few moments on a thought and the thought is this for such a time as this for such a time as this and just hang on to that thought a moment you know, this is our birthday. We're saying happy birthday today. Today we're celebrating uh, this morning our Portsmouth family, which was really the flagship, the seed that God sowed 25 years ago. You know, we just, um, me and Gina were in the country ministering, and I want to honour my wife. Oh my goodness, you get to experience me. She has to live with me. Um, and I just really honour Gina, and I honour my children for you know um, being a part of this journey this last 25 years some sometimes we can start to thank the leaders around us and we actually miss some of the people that served the hardest and uh, I just want to thank you Gina for your faithfulness and your passion and your resilience and uh, to my children as well you know this has been a family um, mission and um, I'm so thankful that three of my children are somewhere else in the world right now serving God who are still here in the house? And uh, this has always been for us something to do with our family. But this morning we're celebrating Family Church um, as Portsmouth, but also later on we're going to be celebrating Family Church as a larger family of churches because we started as one congregation back in 1997, but then we planted out and we opened um, pockets of who we are, expressions of who we are in different places across the south of England. And indeed, in the Philippines. Um, So this afternoon, we're going to be coming together. People were coming from all different congregations to be a part of this celebration. But today, it's about us, Portsmouth, our journey. Because when we say 25 years, that's the testimony that really belongs to this house. You know, some of the congregations have been going seven years, 14 years. But this house, God planted us as a seed, um, sent us on a journey, 25 years ago and um, you know when we're celebrating 25 years obviously number one uh, it was God's goodness it was always God's goodness when you look back over 25 years um, you see God's grace um, God doing it right when you weren't doing it right God being faithful when you weren't being faithful Um, it was God's goodness so today we honour number one God's goodness towards us on this epic journey Um, We had different moments, but he always brought us through. Like any epic journey, there were good bits, there were some not so good bits, and there were some crazy bits. But God always brought us through. God has been faithful. You know, he asked us to do this 25 years ago, and he has been so faithful to that which he asked us to do. But also, we look at not only God's faithfulness, which is number one, but also the faithfulness of so many people that have served so faithfully over those 25 years. Um, People who were just committed to seeking God, loving God, loving God's people, but also loving our city. You know, when I think of what we do now in any given week through our outreach programs, through our discipleship programs, through the different things that we do as a church apart from Sunday morning, there's so, so many people involved. Even this morning, the amount of people That are giving up their birthday morning to be with the children, to get the food ready for later. That's the heart of family church. It's a heart of people that say, let us serve what God's doing, let us serve each other, and let us serve our city in Jesus' name. Now, so many people, like I said, the journey for some is a long journey, for others, it's a shorter journey. But yet, everybody that's serving on the journey gets applause today even if you've been serving a week or two weeks, we applaud everyone. You know, I looked at it this morning, according to Google, we've had 1,304 weeks and weekends together. That's quite a lot of weekends, isn't it? But we're not just a weekend church, we're a week church. So that means that people have been serving for 1,304 weeks from that first moment when God told us to do what we do. And, uh, You know, I'm also reminded that we've done most of what we've done, never having a building, yet we never skipped a beat. When you think about that, 25 years, 1,304 Sundays, where men and women stood at the gates, 7 o'clock in the morning, and built church for two hours plus, did church, and then gave their time and their energy To break everything down again, only to do it again the following week. I need no honour today. You need honour for doing that. That's amazing. I think that's incredible. That's the heart of family church. We serve not for ourselves, but we serve for the benefit of others. Amen. So give yourselves a big round of applause. I think we've done pretty well for not owning buildings. We just rented and used other people's, but didn't hold back or skip a beat. We let God do everything He was going to do. And also, I want to acknowledge some who have served for many years. I know that we have some people here, we could call them day oneers. Me and Gina are day oneers. Olivia, she's in America, she was a day oneer. Wayne and Nikki were day oneers, and Lauren was as well. And uh, I know. Pastor Stuart and Carla joined a few days later, a couple of weeks later. But also, uh, my dad was a day oneer, Dave Elms, still serving, still in Food Bank. I haven't forgotten you. Nikki's waving frantically at the back there. Nikki Webster, we know you're there, Nikki. She was a day oneer and has served over those years. Sheila, is Sheila here? Where's Sheila? There's Sheila. Sheila was a day oneer as well. Have I missed any other day oneers? Because that would be absolutely awful. No. Nope. So, to all the day oneers, I don't know what we call them. Day oneers sounds about right. And obviously, there's a, do- a day oneer that was my mum who's now finished her time of training and she's enjoying her season of reigning with Jesus. And uh, we just honor the memory of, of my mum who, in those early days, man, she taught everywhere, spoke everywhere, told everybody off. It was a wonderful time of being together. But just big thanks. So, whether you were a part of that from day one, or whether you've joined the journey at some point over the 25 years. We honour you. Thank you. What we do is because of the heart that you have for God and for people. But I've been moved over the last couple of days this week by this statement, a time such as this, a time such as this. Because it's good for us to take a moment to look back. I think that's a good thing, to look over our shoulders and say, "Man." That has been an epic journey. That has been a fun journey. You know, it feels like when you watch Lord of the Rings and they say at the end, that was an incredible journey and adventure. Our journey and adventure isn't over, but it's been an incredible one, epic. People coming and going, life changed, life transformed. It's good to take a moment, which we will today as a congregation this morning, just to go, thank you, Jesus, for a great journey. And then this afternoon when... People from our other congregations, the larger family of who we are, come together just to go, thank you, Jesus. I think that's important. And also to say thank you to each other. But also, I think we must always remain focused on that which is yet to come. Because for me, the last 25 years have been amazing. But in some senses, it feels like we've just finished our foundation. We're now ready to build. It feels like the last 25 years have been a year of getting our foundation right, allowing the Lord to put something in the ground that he could use in a nation in a time of need, to build something that was strong, solid with Christ at the very cornerstone and foundational brickwork of what it was. So today I'm thankful for what we've done together, but I'm excited about what we're going to do together next there's still so much to do isn't there I know some people probably around their 25th birthday would be looking at times or seasons of retirement I will never retire I will only ever refire that doesn't mean that I'll be doing what I'm doing what I'm doing now always but I'm going to keep serving Jesus until he comes to pick me up or I join him in the sky you see nothing's over we've only just begun. One season has passed, 25 good years, but now we look forward to what's coming, but also we look at the present that we're now in. There's a key moment in the story of Esther, where Esther was a young lady living her life, not realising that God had a moment planned for her, and you can read about Esther in the book of Esther, obviously, chapter 4, And you read about this moment where Esther has known a life, never knew the significance of her life. And all of a sudden there's a moment where there's a problem in the nation, where the Jewish people are actually threatened with extinction. There's a bad ruler that hates the Jewish people and has it in his heart to remove them from the face of the earth. But God's always had a plan, you see, and that plan involved this young lady called Esther. And through her cousin, Mordecai, Esther is challenged one day. She'd known her life. People argue over how old she was. Some say she was 16. Some say she was 21. Some even say she was in her 30s. I don't know. It's not clear. So let's just say she was probably around her 20s. I don't know. But hey, it fits if we say she's 25, because that fits with my message really well. (laughs) But she'd lived her years being good, doing what she needed to do. But then all of a sudden, the word of God came to her life, which basically said this, who knows if you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this? Another way of putting that, many translations put that different ways. Who knows, Esther, if you've been born and positioned for a time such as this. Her time was a moment of great importance, a moment where a nation that God loved could be removed. But you read in the story that Esther considers this, what it's going to cost her. And then she takes a step of self-sacrifice to say, if God's got a plan to use my life, In a moment like this, then your will be done. In some ways, that was a reflection of Jesus, wasn't it? In the Garden of Gethsemane, when the Lord needed him to step forward in self-sacrifice, to do something that his soul really didn't want to do. He said, if this cup could be taken from me, please, if there's another way. Yet if not, your will be done. And suddenly we see Esther step forward out of the past moments that she's known, good moments, moments of celebration, moments of good things, into a moment where she was putting everything she was on the line for something that God was going to do, but also for a nation that was in need. There were two things happening here. God had a plan of what he wanted to do, but also if she didn't step forward, God says in that verse that he would choose somebody else but he gave her the opportunity of being used in this moment. When you read through that verse God says if you don't step forward then I'll use somebody else because the plans and the purposes of God are never left dependent on us but he said to Esther you're the one I've positioned for this moment will you take your position? will you realise that everything that's happened in your life has positioned you for a moment such as this? Okay, we're living in a moment not where our lives are being threatened or the existence of Christians is being taken to the executioner's chair, but I believe when I look around at the moment we're living in, it's another key moment a world that was once secure is no longer secure. Not just the world, but the United Kingdom is in a moment that I compare to an Esther-type moment where people place trust in things and those things are no longer trustworthy. People had their security linked to things. Those things no longer give them the security. It seems that everything in this life that we know over the last... Three years has been put on a setting of shake. Yet we understand in the book of Hebrews, God said that would always happen. He said everything that can be shaken will be shaken to reveal that which can't be shaken, which is the kingdom of God. My friends, we are citizens Of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are citizens of a kingdom that cannot be broken, destroyed, removed, extinguished. In fact, God says, Oh, every other kingdom will one day belong to me. But is it enough to be a citizen of a kingdom when there's a world in trouble? Or is there actually a moment where we say, Just maybe the last 25 years of family church, just maybe all the things we're celebrating today, the sacrifices made, the journeys we've taken together, just maybe they're good in their own right, but just maybe God positioned us where we are for a time such as this that when God looked down the corridor of time, (coughs) nothing takes him by surprise. He saw a moment where people in England would be fretting, insecure, scared, frightened, feeling they not have enough, (coughs) fearing for their provision, wondering what life's about. But just maybe among a number and quite a few other good churches, somewhere in God's heart, he said, it's all right. I sowed a seed 25 years ago called Family Church. And they think that it's all about what they've done. They don't realise that an Esther moment is coming. And they will be stepping in to such a time as this. It's a good thought, isn't it? When you look around, this feels like an Esther moment. But doesn't it also feel like a Joseph moment? again you read the life of Joseph and he had a very interesting life where he was given a dream of a moment that would come and then he was thrown in a pit just stay focused on me he was thrown in a pit and then he was in a prison and he must have said this really doesn't look like the dream God gave me but then all of a sudden He's released from prison. in the same day he's released, he becomes second in charge in the nation. And God feeds a nation in a time of famine through his life. Joseph could look back on the journey of his life like Esther and go, "It's that its good bits? it's that its bad bits? It's that its scary bits? I's that its faithfulness, it's at its betrayals?" But actually, all of what has happened was only ever to position me in a moment where God had a plan to do something through my life that would feed a starving nation. What if that's us, family church? What if like Esther and Joseph, the journey we've enjoyed was only ever God getting us ready for a moment he saw coming? What if we're living in moments that aren't meant to turn people from God but cause people to run to God? There's something strange about humanity. Sometimes things have to get bad before people look up. I'm not judging anyone. That's what I did myself. What if in the midst of everything... That people have known to be secure, safe. In a moment when all of those things are being shaken, where people are scared to listen to the news because of what the next announcement is going to be. What if God's looking at us, his church, family church, and he's speaking over us? Don't go retiring. Don't change your pace. Don't slip out of overdrive into second gear, because you were positioned and made for such a time as this. I rejoice in what lays behind us, but I also know the season that we're in. I love those verses that we read in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And it says, the sons of Issachar, they knew the season that they were in and they knew how they should respond. I love that. Again, that's a verse I've been meditating on a lot for the last few months. God, let us be like the sons of Issachar. Let us not be unaware of the moment we're in. Let us not be blind to not just what's happening in the world, but to what you're doing right now in this moment. And Father... We don't just want to be aware. Would you show us what you would have us to do? You see, with Esther, like I said, if she would have said no, God would have used somebody else. He said he would for the saving of a nation. But he gave Esther the privilege to be the one who stepped forward. I'm so thankful that the story records and Esther thought of the consequences, thought that her future was on the line, the future of a nation was on the line, but if God said she could do it, then she could do it. And with a self-sacrificing heart, she stepped forward and said, it's not about what I prefer. (laughs) It's not about what's more comfortable for me. It's not about my um, self-entitlement. It's not about what I deserve. It's about, if this is a moment where God is on the move, I want to step forward to be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I watch the, uh, the story, The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, my heart always leaps when I hear them whispering, Aslan is on the move. Aslan is on the move, the winter is ending, Aslan is on the move, in the midst of all the chaos, confusion, need that's being bombarded by every media channel, I want to put to you family church, Aslan is on the move and he's looking for some sons and daughters of Adam who have been redeemed. To say, I could live this way, I choose to live your way. I could live more comfortably, but I choose to serve others. This is a moment where I really believe we're in a moment such as this. A time such as this. But it's down to us, how we respond. Esther stepped forward. And I believe I represent the heart of family church. When I say, and we will step forward too. And we will. We'll rejoice in what lays behind us. But we will step forward too. You see, it's the same for us as it was for Esther. We need to know our moment. We need to step forward. And we really need to champion an all hands on deck way of thinking. More than we ever have before. Because the story of Esther involved one person, Esther. The story of Family Church involves hundreds. Because this isn't about one person, this isn't about one family. This is about a community of people that before Jesus had nothing in common than some friendships finding each other, becoming a part of a plan that was in God's heart, a dream that was in God's mind. A community of people made up from those who have just been born to those who are in their 80s, approaching their 90s. Never about age, never about gender, never about what country you came from, what nation you represented. A people that suddenly said, I found a new family, I found a new kingdom. And for this moment, I will say yes and step forward. What did we do 25 years ago, Gina? (laughs) To me, when I listen to people talking about what we've done, they make it so difficult. For me, it was simply God asked us something. And we gave him our yes. The rest, it's history. So I suppose as we cross this incredible boundary line of all that the Lord has done, with dreams of what he's going to do, what do we do? Well, as a congregation in Portsmouth, we just do what we did 25 years ago when there was about 12 of us. We say, God, there's a few more of us now, but we still give you our yes. We got knocked down, but we got back up. We got tired, but we got untired. We got beaten, but we got unbeaten. That happens on any journey. But 25 years later, God, we still say, this is a moment such as this. For this time such as this. We step forward as an army, no longer 12 or 15, but hundreds. And we say, what could happen if we stop watching and start serving? What could happen if it wasn't a few people serving, but the many? If what we've done over 25 years was based on the smaller percent of people in active service. What could happen if more people said, I'm stepping out of being a watcher? What do you want me to do? I think God could use us to change a city, even a nation, in a time such as this. Can I pray for you today? Father, we come to you today on this very, very special day where we look back on your faithfulness and the hard work of so many. We sent you speaking over us that we've been made and positioned, positioned royally for a time such as this. We look through the windows of our church and we see the need surrounding our communities, yet we see the light you've given us in you. Father, if you are asking us to step forward in this time such as this, we respond with a yes. Lord, like 25 years ago, we can't really imagine what that will look like. But we don't need to, we trust you. If you're willing today to give God your yes, Would you stand with me? If you're not, it's okay. It's just that I've seen what happens when 12 people say yes. But I've not yet seen what happens when hundreds and thousands say yes. Father today... As we get ready to celebrate with food and this afternoon. With soberness, we don't ignore the moment we're in. But we bring our life to you and we say, as Esther did, as Joseph did. Lord, would you use us in this moment of history where your plans are amazing. God, we give you our yes. If that's your heart today, just in this closing moment, just say that word, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Lord, we give you our hearts. We give you our soul. We give you everything that we are. We give you our time. We give you our energy. We give you the strength that you've given us. We give you what you need to do what you want to do. In such a time as this. Father, I thank you for those in the room and those not in the room that have served this journey over these last years, no matter how short or how long. Lord, I speak blessing upon their homes and blessing upon their families. Father, and we thank you, but most of all we look to you and we say thank you for all that you've done in so many lives. In the last 25 years, we give you praise. Amen. So let's end today by worshipping. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, come to me or to Pastor Stuart or to Sean or Gina, Carla, Paula, Nikki, and just say, I want to give my life to Jesus. And we'll pray for you this morning. But I want us to end just in worship. This afternoon, we're going to come back and we're going to celebrate together. But I wanted to speak a message today to the heart of who we are. The time of playing games is over. It's time to turn the world upside down for Jesus.